From the 1011 Now streaming studio in Lincoln, Nebraska, this is the End Report Husker Show. Welcome in, everyone. Bill Rentschler alongside Chase Madison in the 1011 Now streaming studio. Again, continuing coverage of the, uh, again, heartbreaking loss the Huskers just had, uh, again, up in Minneapolis. Uh, again, this is the End Report Husker Show. Again, you can watch us live on YouTube, 1011 Livestream. You can also listen uh, on your favorite pos- podcast channel and watch On Demand afterwards. Chase, the Huskers never make it easy. This was, I think, a pretty brilliant introduction for you into kind of the Nebraska football brotherhood. Um this kind of, again, uh, encapsulates a lot of what we've seen the past few years uh, with close losses. The team played hard. You know, you know, through a lot of the second half, you thought they were probably going to win, but they come up short. Yeah, um, a heartbreaker for fans, that's for sure, especially coming off of quite the high from last night, Volleyball Day in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Game one of the rule era, and I think... Um, you're right. It was Big Ten football at its finest. Defense winning the game, winning the battle. Uh, not a ton of successful passing. We'll get into that in a minute. But, um, yeah, it really, for me, it was a true testament of what the Big Ten is, and that's winning down the stretch. And then also, as Rule has mentioned multiple times, uh, he mentioned it in his Tuesday press conference, it's going to all matter about coming down the fourth quarter. He said a new game starts when the fourth quarter starts. And you look at the fourth quarter for Nebraska, you have that field goal by Tristan Alvano, true freshman, to give them that 10-3 to, 10 to 3 lead. But then from there, they, it just felt like they couldn't do anything right. You had a big sack by Nash Hutmaker mm-hmm. later in the fourth quarter. But then you get the ball back in an Anthony Grant fumble. Allows, uh, well, no, first it was the Minnesota touchdown and then, well, Minnesota touchdown, Anthony Grant fumble, Minnesota could tie it, right, mm-hmm. and did tie it. And then you had that interception by Jeff Sims in, the, in that final minute that – Interception number three yeah. on the day. So here's the sound by this is rule, again, post game uh, again, uh, on his initial reaction to the loss. Okay, I'll try again. <laughs> Obviously, that was disappointing. Um, a lot of credit to them. Made two huge plays down the stretch. Um and I just told our team, and I want to make sure I say this, like there is no, uh, there's no such thing as close losses. Um, I, I already know a lot of people say, ah, oh, just another close loss. Uh, as I said to our guys, like we, we can be a really, really good football team. To think that we were minus, minus to turn the ball over four times, to think that we turned the ball going over in the half in the end zone, to think that we turned it over twice, twice in the last two minutes of the game, and they still had to kick a walk-off field goal, um, you know, really shows what, what I think we can be. But the defense was dominant for long stretches. Um, stopped the run early, turned it into a drop back game. Uh, we knew that their quarterback was really good for them, made some plays, including the final play. But, um, you know, for us, uh, this is the first game. And um, uh, we saw the things that we need to improve upon. We had a chance in two minutes. We have the ball at the 50. We need to go down and win that game, right? Uh, they played man. We got to, you know, scramble with the ball, throw the ball away instead of had a pick. So uh, we, no one's going to no feel sorry for themselves. We're not feeling sorry for ourselves. Um, it was, uh, it was a learning experience that we have to overcome. So um, uh, with that being said, I'm sure you guys have lots of questions. I'll, I'll go ahead and take them. So again, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, myself included, are disappointed. Uh, but there's kind of like what Rule said, there's some, there's some good things to take away from this game. You know, I think the team played better as the game went on. You know, we heard a lot in the preseason about Rule saying fourth quarter, fourth quarter, fourth quarter. And, you know, they played well into parts of the fourth quarter, but then the wheels kind of came off there the last five minutes. Yeah, Rule kind of hit the nose on the head. Like, 
we had four turnovers, and then Minnesota had that one turnover, Omar Brown, a big pick in the second half. Mm -hmm. But um, to even keep it that close in a battle, I think, kind of tells you a lot about this team and how hard they play. Mm -hmm. um, learned a lot about the defense mm -hmm. um, tonight, but also, yeah, I think it's a glass-half-full approach. Um, but definitely the post-game reaction feeling, it's going to be kind of one of those, did that just happen? Because did that the just game, happen again? Yeah. Guys right. like Luke Reimer, you know, yeah. Isaac Gifford, who've been through this program Yeah, well, this is years. the first game of the rule era for a lot of these Nebraska guys. If they're, if they're here, this is third, third or fourth season, mm -hmm. they were here for that up and down, that roller coaster 2021 last year with Frost and some bad losses, right? And so they're... Tonight was a close loss. This was a, I guess, quote-unquote, uh, I don't want to say good loss, but it was a loss that is more respectable. But then the way the loss happens, you have to be, you have to be disappointed, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it all comes down to Jeff Sims. And, you know, first game at the helm, the transfer quarterback from Georgia Tech. We had talked about his turnovers being a thing and being a history of Georgia Tech. Satterfield and Rule kind of negated that mm -hmm. um, ahead of the season. And... Tonight he struggled to read the passing defense that Minnesota had. He did, and here's Rule talking about Sims and his turnover issues that he had tonight. Touchdown or it's a false start, you know, kind of weird how that happened, right? Um, you know, but uh, I thought he had some really good moments. You know, he, he had some um, he had some key throws, you know, especially in that two-minute drive moving us down the field. Uh, you know, obviously he, was our, he ran for over 100 yards. He was, he was a dynamic threat in the zone read game. But, you know, you have to protect the football, right? And so back, back foot throws and all those things, that's not what we need. We don't need that uh, I was prepared to go to overtime. I thought Sad did a really nice job, called some runs, got a couple first downs, turned it into the last drive. So we're going to go down there, take a shot at a long field goal, or go out. But um, this is a first step for Jeff, and we'll uh, we'll coach him, and he'll come back. Um, you know, I thought the the fumble, the fumble. You know, with two minutes left, like we're gonna we're gonna go try to run the clock out. You know, we're we run the ball for six yards. Um, unfortunate that uh, that happened. So. so looking at some of the stats from. Uh, the game uh, today, um, you can kind of see him there in your bottom box uh, a little bit at least. Um, rushing yards, again, Nebraska held Minnesota to 55 rushes, pressure rushing yards on 25 attempts. Again, if you would have told me before the game you were going to hold Minnesota to under 100 yards rushing and their quarterback, uh, Calic Manis, was going to th – he threw the ball 40, 44 times. You'd have told me that I would have said the Huskers had a really good chance to win. They did have a really good chance to win. Yeah, Calvin Manis, I didn't realize like would throw that much. This was a Minnesota team that had some really talented running backs last year. Not necessarily the case this year, um, and you could kind of see that Minnesota could not run the ball that effectively. And a testament a little bit to the Nebraska defense. Mm -hmm. uh, some good players up front. We did uh, see that. This was a, a Nebraska defense that can apply pressure. Um, there was um, the only hiccup, I would say, the main hiccup of the Nebraska defense was a little bit in the secondary with some of the coverage down the stretch um, and in the first half. But I feel like they cleaned it up after those first few drives where there was receivers sitting open in some mesh concepts where they're getting open on crossing routes mm -hmm. along the bottom. They seemed to clean that up, and then you saw that Omar Brown interception. But then just getting beat kind of over the top towards the very end. There was a deep ball that there was no pass interference call, but it looked like there could have been pass yeah, interference. Yeah, that and then the touchdown in the corner of the end zone, fantastic throw. 
And but, a great route. And a great opinion. route, yeah. but also, you know, the corner was getting beat there. Um, and then the other hiccup for Nebraska's defense was the helmet-to-helmet play uh, by Ty Robinson in the third quarter, which was just an, a boosted penalty for the mm-hmm. Gophers. Um, I don't believe they got anything out of that possession, but to lose him at that point of the game. One of your veteran leaders, one of your single-digit players. Yeah, definitely not something to, to speak to. And then also Cameron Linhart, true freshman, starting for the Huskers. Amazing that he was able to he started and made some impacts early, but he had a big face, type, face mask face call. Mask, yeah. um, and that's just the growing pains of a freshman starting. So a lot of interesting things um, to take away from the defense. Um, in, in that sense, um, but a different Minnesota offense than we've seen in the past. Yeah, and again, I think, you know, I, you know Kevin mentioned this uh, in our podcast we did earlier this week, and again, I should say, having some connectivity issues with Kevin, who's still in Huntington Bank Stadium yep. right now. Otherwise, again, he's the guy who probably most everyone wants to listen to right now. But he mentioned, you know, defense usually is a little bit ahead of the offense. I would definitely say that's probably the case tonight. Tony White's defense, again, I, I think they – Again, they had some issues on third down early that seemed to get a little bit better as the game went on. There was no really big plays. Again, the plays that Minnesota did make, I think you could just argue that they were flat-out good football plays by Minnesota. Yeah, and you look at the Nebraska defense versus Nebraska offense, I think besides the turnovers, the Nebraska offense still has some work to do on the offensive line. Um, Jeff Sims was pressured a handful of times. Mm-hmm. He got out of it, but he also took a few bad sacks Yes, um, that, that uh, allotted to big long third downs or long fourth downs. They got bailed out on a fourth and I believe 22 because uh, Brian Buschini got Ruff. ran into. Yep. Um, so that basically restarted the drive, but that was because of a bad offensive line play pressuring Sims, right? So I definitely think the defense um, comes out of this game looking better than the offense, especially mm-hmm. because the turnovers by the offense is kind of what ultimately cost them the game. Mm-hmm. But you look at this as a you look at this as a Minnesota team that PJ Fleck as head coach forty and fourteen win leading at halftime. Moves to forty one and four forty forty and four, I should say. Mm-hmm. Win leading at half. Moves to forty one and four after tonight. Um, so as just kind of as Tony White said um, on Monday's press conference, this is a Minnesota team that knows who they are and knows how to win football games. And that's kind of what it ultimately came down to. Like you can talk about the Nebraska offense, you can talk about the Nebraska defense, you can talk about the turnovers. But as you just said, they made grown man football plays that ultimately allowed them to win this football game. So some of the individual stats from this game, again, Jeff Sims, 11 for 19 passing for 114 yards. He did throw the one in touchdown again on the the busted uh, Osborne was the play call, Matt Rule said. Uh, Again, kind of a throwback from Anthony Grant. Found Alex Bullock wide open in the uh, end zone uh, after he picked up the backwards pass. But, uh, yeah, so 11 for 19, 114 yards, one touchdown, Three interceptions. Uh, again, those three interceptions all costly. Again, one coming at the very end of the first half when they were right on the doorstep putting some points on the board before half. And again, obviously the one at the end of the game uh, big as well. R- uh, as far as rushing, uh, again, Sims led the way. 19 attempts, rushing 91 yards. His long was 26. It was interesting to kind of see the running back rotation. Again, we'd heard Gabe Urban was the number one guy, but I kind of felt like it was very much a committee throughout most of that game. It definitely was a committee, and that's something that Marcus Satterfield's done even during his time at South Carolina, not sticking to one guy. I think Husker fans and Husker media, us, mm-hmm. wanted to hear who's going to be that number one running back. And then, like, with the whole depth chart, Matt Rule said, I've never been asked about depth chart as many times. Mm-hmm. Named Urban the starter and said, because, and he said he really likes Maria Johnson, trying to get him out there, and he was out there for a handful of plays and had that big kick return. 
Um, but he said the reason that Grant's not the starter is because he's been fumbling the football in practice. What happened when they were trying to put the game away? He fumbled, fumbled the football. So um, I wonder if that's going to impact what the rotation looks like next week. But I also think that Gabe Irvin has an explosiveness to him that we know he has. But he kind of, it felt like he was getting the rust off a little bit on those first couple carries. Mm. He had a nice carry down to the goal line that was almost a touchdown. Really, they reviewed it. It looked like it might have been in. Um, but Anthony Grant had some really nice run after the run after contact, um, and he's just a powerful, powerful runner, I should say. Um, but with that fumble, who knows what it's going to look like next week in the rotation? Yeah. So uh, Gabe Urban finished with seven carries, fifty-five yards. Anthony Grant nine carries, twenty-seven yards. Again, the one fumble though. Ramir Johnson only had one carry for minus one yard. But Ramir did have uh, a third down conversion uh, reception. And Ramir also, again, returning kickoffs. Sparked, 63 yards. Sparked the second half. Yeah, well, and they, the, the Cornhuskers, Emmett Johnson, started with the first kick return in the first half. And then uh, Ramir Johnson, the veteran, got that opening second half kickoff, took it back 63 yards. Yeah, it's just a difference maker. Because, like, you see the, the next two plays later, you get the Osborne, you get the mm -hmm. touchdown from Sims. But... Um, Ramir Johnson just yeah, you can if you can flip the field like that in a in a battle of a defensive game, really says something. And well, and it's exactly what Rule said in his his Thursday or uh, Tuesday press conference. I think before the team left, uh, that he doesn't want to fair catch the ball because a yeah. big return can can turn the momentum. And that's exactly kind of what happened. To start the second half. Yeah, and I, I think tonight, like if you looked at the three facets of football, you looked at the offense, defense, and special teams. Special teams played pretty well. Um, you know, Tristan Alvano made a extra point, and then he also did the kickoff duties, and then he made a field goal, which was a chip shot field goal, but, you know, still pressure down the stretch to make it a 10-3 to game and mm -hmm. kind of give some security blankets to the Huskers. It obviously didn't end up, I guess, mattering down the stretch. But ultimately, yeah, special teams looked pretty good from this game, and taking the kickoff, taking the kickoff out, proved to be a benefactor just because you can break off a big return yeah. like that. And so uh, receiving, again, uh, Alex Bullock led the team three receptions for 56 yards. Marcus Washington, who, again, I feel like kind of maybe was a forgotten man because he you know was injured in preseason camp. and Yeah, it was like a guy that they've been holding on ice, and mm -hmm. then he was able to make some plays. I think he is one of the more talented receivers that the Huskers have. Billy Kemp, the fourth. Um, zero targeted, but zero catches. Yeah, I was surprised too when they tried to air it out. Um, it wasn't always to Billy Kemp the fourth or IGC. They even had uh, a defensive player, Tommy Hill. Tommy Hill go deep there, who has played on both sides of the ball. Yeah. So, just a, an interesting array of offense. Um, the passing game obviously needs to improve. But. Mm -hmm. but yeah. So Bullock had three receptions, fifty-six yards. Washington three receptions, thirty-one yards. Ramir, two catches for six. Heinrich Harburg, backup quarterback, lining up as a wingback. He yeah. did have one catch for 10 yards. Again, converted a first down, I think. And he Everyone ran. was surprised that he didn't know he was in, and all of a sudden there he was. Well, and they, they ran another play later in the game. It didn't end up working where Harburg was, was out there and running a similar kind of crossing route to get open in the flat. Um, there was a clip. There was We saw this at practice when we were at one of the open media of practice, and we can say this now because it's happened in the game. And some people were like, why would he be catching a pass? It was just a little now dink and dump. But um, now we know that 
you know, using him as, a, as an asset just to kind of catch up people off guard. But ultimately, you know, a play like that gets you the first down, but looking at the game from a whole, right? Nebraska hasn't beaten Minnesota in Minnesota since 2015. So this, yep. is, this is a streak that continues. This is a good Minnesota team, and P.J. Fleck knows what he's doing, and tonight, you know, kind of another heartbreak for the Huskers. Yep, it is. So, uh, again, I think it was uh, Luke Reimer said, you know, 24-hour rule, lick our wounds, and get back to work. Again, it's still kind of weird. Tonight's a Thursday. So I think they'll practice tomorrow if – I don't. I don't know what the schedule exactly yeah, I, looks I like. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what the schedule is. If, if the game's on Saturday, they're supposed to practice on Sunday and then have Monday off. But again, it's it's Thursday, so I'm not exactly sure what they'll do. Uh, maybe they'll take Friday and Saturday off, then go back to practice on Sunday. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. It, time will tell, right? Time will tell. We know they'll have Monday off, though. Yes, they will have Monday off, and that's uh, again the next time that we'll hear from Coach Rule. Again, he'll get a chance to watch the film, and I'm sure we'll learn uh, again some more on that. So now. Uh, again, we turn our attention to next week. Again, Flush our memory. Yes. Uh, I, a, uh, I don't even remember what happened tonight. I know. It's it's kind of all of a blur there. But next week, a regular week, game is on Saturday, 11 a.m. at Boulder, uh, Colorado. If you watched on Fox tonight, they're really excited about Coach Prime. They ran a lot of promos for Coach Sanders. Oh, and uh, I Coach think this Saturday against TCU is going to be a test. Yes, it will. So, again, we'll, ha- we'll continue to have all the coverage. Uh, again, Husker-related, uh, again, uh, on the end report, uh, Husker show as well as online and on-air uh, for 10-11. And Kevin Suits will be back next week. Yes. He's on the ground in Minneapolis right now. He's. We all are slogging through a pretty big stretch between volleyball day yesterday, which was a very long, a really fun day, really long day, long day today, and then high school football tomorrow for you. Yeah, sports overtime. There you go. 10 o'clock. Right here on Channel 11. There you go. All right. Uh, For Chase Madison, I'm Bill Rentschler. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in uh, for another episode of the End Report Husker Show. Again, like I mentioned, we'll continue uh, to uh, follow the team and uh, bring you more updates. Again, our next episode will hopefully be on Monday following Matt Rule's press conference. So until then, thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure you uh, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And, again, uh, you can listen to this podcast on all of your favorite podcasts and watch it on demand on all of 1011's streaming platforms. So, uh, again, thanks for staying up late with us. Hope everyone has a nice night. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the End Report Husker Show from 1011. Watch, listen, and stream on the 1011 Now app on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. For more Husker coverage throughout the week, watch the End Report on 1011 Sports at 6 and 10 p.m. and download the 1011 Now app.